The APSA Cape Epic is the largest and most renowned mountain bike race in South Africa and one of the premier sporting events the country has to offer. It is known to be one of the toughest multi-stage mountain bike races in the world and is frequently referred to as the Tour de France of mountain biking. With me in studio is Lynn Nordia. She is the CEO of the APSA Cape Epic. Lynn, welcome to the show. The uh, APSA Cape Epic is really one of the top events on the international mountain biking calendar. It is, however, only 12 years old. Do you know how many riders actually lined up for the first race? I wasn't at the first race, um, but um, there's a lot of history and a lot of heritage that sits with the evolution of the Apsa Cape Epic. And, um, you know, the first five years of the race, it was from Neisner to, to Cape Town, and it was seen more of as a journey. And changing that tradition to stop starting in the same place um, was quite a big turnaround for you know for the race as a you know as a game changer in that particular space but the result of that meant that uh, we could undertake better routes um, and it also affected the racing very positively because we suddenly had you know a little bit more technical routes which allowed for for much tighter racing. But there are many mountain bike races uh, in South Africa. I think there are more than 50 multi-stage races. And internationally, there are fantastic races. How did the Cape Epic become so big? I think there are a number of factors. Um, I think from the beginning, Kevin made a decision that um, that television was important to him. And I think that, you know, with the kind of vistas and the kind of areas that, that this race traverses through... Um, I think the aspirational factor around the race became something which you know a lot of a lot of mountain bikers and aspiring mountain bikers wanted to be involved in so the desire to be involved was there and and then I think from there on um you know this is a physical feat to take something on like the Apsa Cape Epic 8 days um over 700 kilometers of climbing I think physically gives a real sense of satisfaction um, at the end of completing that. So I think that coupled with the, the camaraderie, the fact that you're involved in a truly international event, the fact that you're participating with professionals, and then obviously there's the excellent organization, making sure that the riders looked after end to end, that sort of premium experience. I think all of that when it's a bit like baking a cake, when you put it all together, I think that is what makes the Cape Epic um, different. You've referred to Kevin, uh, that is of course Kevin Vermark, the founder and personality behind the Cape Epic. Uh, he's also riding the event for the first time this year. Is he still very involved with the nuts and bolts of the event? You know, Kevin is still in the office every single day and his role is now, I think, more around the innovation and the creative side of, of what we could look at moving forward, less so in the operations. Um, refinement of the operations, there's a very strong senior management team who, who look after that and they've got strong teams um, who, they, you know, who they subsequently manage. But Kevin's role now is, is very much about, you know, how can we shift the dial? I think the luxury of um, year one, year two, year three, year four is that the base that you're starting from is a lot lower. And so to innovate and be different and get to that level of, I almost want to say, awesomeness that we aspire to is a little bit easier when once you're in year 12 and expectations have been set, the base is a lot higher and it's a, it's a little bit more difficult to to innovate in the same kind of way as you might have been able to do in year one. And so he's quite involved in 
that type of brainstorming. Well, the Epic is a big business. How big is the team under you um, who actually manages and uh, makes sure that this event uh, takes place in, in the best possible way? Um, we're 23 full-time staff um, working um, out of our, our offices in the CBD of Cape Town. But come race time, we, we've got a crew of a, of a thousand um, who are basically operating across those eight days. And because we move to a new race village every second day, we've almost got a double up of everything. So we have one team that's leapfrogging the next one, you know, getting ready to set up. So um, it does balloon uh, quite significantly come, come race time. How many people participate uh, in the Absa Cape Epic every year? It's a team race. We have 600 to 650 teams, somewhere between that. Um, we've had that since the very beginning. We won't. A team is, uh, consists of two riders. Correct, that's right. A, a team of two riders. So in total, we'll have, you know, 1,200 plus um, riders. But we, we won't go bigger than 650 teams. Um, we need to retain the, the premium experience. Um, and a lot of that has got to do with a rider's experience on the routes. When they're on a single track, we need to make sure that that, that is a comfortable ride for them, that everybody feels a, safe and that there's still an enjoyment factor. You are actually very fortunate as there are many more riders who want to participate than the spots available. How do you select the actual participants? We're very fortunate um, in how many people wanted to participate in the Cape Epic. Um, and that's not something we ever want to lose sight of. Um, and so, you know, ideally you'd want to grant it to everybody, but we still need to retain that experience. And so it really is there's two ways to get involved. The one is really our early bird entries, which we kick off with straight after uh, each year's race. Um, and there's a limited number of those, uh, those entries available and then usually go nine seconds. The primary way for the participants to, to get involved is through our lottery process. Um, and between, you know, March and the 1st of June, uh, we have, you know, 1,500 plus um, applicants who, who want to get involved through our lottery system. Um, and then actually the third way to get involved is if you volunteer at the race, we can you know, assist in securing an entry for you. So that's another way. And we've actually got an interesting story about Ruben van Eckerk, who's a, an, an amputee rider. He volunteered in 2011. Uh, he secured an entry um, in 2012. Um, it was a tough year for him and he didn't manage to finish. He came back in 2013 and finished 2014. And um, he'll actually be taking part in 2016 as well. So he could become Amabubezi in, in 2016. Really inspirational. It must be really a blessing to have, as you say, 1,200 people standing with 60,000 rand in their hand to try and participate. 60,000 rand is a lot of money. Uh, why do you think people are prepared to pay that to participate in a, in a mountain bike race? Um, I think, you know, we are a, a full service race. Um, for us, it really is about making it as easy for that race rider um, from the day that he registers till he crosses that finish line will be responsible for transporting all of the bags, you know, setting up all of the tents, the accommodation, the, you know, the two meals a day. Bikes are washed every single day for the riders. Um, there's Wi-Fi all over. There's a recovery zone, you know, and a recovery meal when everybody finishes. Um, so I think that it's more than just the eight days of racing. I think, again, there's about, it's about this unique experience. Um, 
we've spoken about the camaraderie that exists and you know Barry Stunder said that to ride the Epsa Cape Epic for him if he ever encountered anybody who said they'd ridden the Epsa Cape Epic that for him they were part of a special club and that there was so much meaning for him in that statement because in his words this is the race that measures all and I think that's almost something that money can't buy. Absolutely I think many amateurs aspire to uh, participate in the Cape Epic uh, because it is uh, such a tough race and you get a lot of respect when you complete it but Lynn is it really that tough? I think it's tough. Um, I've never ridden it and and I'm I'm probably never ever going to ride it Um, but I've become a better and better supporter and I must say, I mean, I've been there in rain, sun, snow, heat, every single day. And I think, you know, the heart of this race sits in the middle, particularly with those amateurs. You know, there's a, they've got to dig incredibly deep on day three. Um, you know, it's about pacing yourself. It's about, and, you know, our responsibility is to make sure that it's not eight hard days in a row. That's part of our route planning is to make sure that, you know, we keep this as balanced as possible, making sure that, what can be achieved by the professionals can also be achieved by the amateurs with respect, actually, because, um, you know, that's a balance that, that one's got to, got, to, got to keep in mind. Um, the finishing time of the guy who crosses the line at the end of a stage is normally double that of, of the guy who, who, who crossed the line first. So in many ways you could look at it and say, well, he's done the Cape Epic twice. Isn't he the real hero, you know, um, of the race? So... So yeah, you know, we um, when you listen to the riders who've ridden in the last 12 years, um, and I think the the physical, you know, what they physically have to endure, um, I think it's fair to say it's a very tough race. But the South Africans are really performing well, especially the amateurs. You know, we've had Barry Stander, who was actually king of the epic um, uh, until his untimely death. But uh, mountain biking has really taken off in South Africa. It's, and, and, and for the Cape Epic, it's not only the 60,000 rand you need to pay to participate. Um, there's a lot of preparation uh, cost involved there. Uh, you know, a good mountain bike today, you know, you can easily pay up to 100,000 rand for such a bike. I, I know you've done research on the amount of money people actually spend to participate in the epic. What would the average expense be for for a team that will participate you know you've got to look at the bikes what in our research does show us that most participants who take part in the in the cape epic will buy a new bike in advance of that that race it's more than 60 70 percent who will buy a new a new bike and you've spoken about the cost of that um, there's obviously the entry and and then there's the accommodation what we are seeing is um, over the years more and more you know, our riders are extending their stay in the Cape as well. So, you know, they're bringing down family. I think that's a super important, important part of this race is making sure that you have the support of your family, your wife, your children because of the time that you that you give up. So, you know, it's probably fair to say it's probably close on between 130 and maybe 180,000 rand per rider um, that they would spend in. And that's not taking into account time. Well, that is a, a significant investment indeed. So I want to talk about the sponsors. It's the APSA Cape Epic. Um, APSA is the, the main sponsor, but you have several other sponsors as well who are really involved in the race um, beyond, you know, having their names attached to the event. Uh, Woolworths provides a lot of food uh, to the riders. Tracker uh, provides a tracking device which each team need to carry, uh, and that um, device also has a panic button. So if there is a medical emergency um, assistance 
can be dispatched um, quite quickly. How do you manage those relationships and, and ensure that, you know, because these sponsors participate, that they provide an, an excellent service? Yeah, I mean, that is our model. You, you're 100% right. Um, I think the first thing is that um, a lot of our core sponsors have been on board for a, for a long time. APS has been involved in over 10 years, and I think that they've been a catalyst for the APSA Capipic to grow in the way that it has. Um, they've been an enabler in, in many ways. Um, the way that they look after their riders is, is something that's quite unique. Um, and they obviously are responsible for the riders' lounge. So besides their clients, they're also looking after a space where there's business newspapers, Wi-Fi, internet, laptops, etc., charging stations, all ready for those riders. And and you know, for the caliber of of of, of rider that's participating, we've got over eighty five percent of our riders are CEOs, MDs, CFOs, you know, or in senior management structure. So these are decision makers who, whilst they are at the APSA Cap Epic, still need to be aware of what's going on in their businesses. And so APSA's been great, great with that. Dimension data, just from a connectivity point of view, you know, are providing the infrastructure for us to be able to for MediClinic to be able to talk back to um, to to their offices and to their you know their kind of hospitals in the in the metro areas all of that is linked we can upload all of our media every day again the connectivity of of, of the riders to be able to do what they need to do so we you know if you look back and you look forward we are what we are today because of the partnership but I'm talking integral partnership of of um, of those sponsors. It is actually quite telling that APSA cut sponsorships of rugby in South Africa, um, for example, but you know, continues with the sponsorship of the APSA Cape Epic. And it does show somewhat a, a change in the perception of different sports in the country. Um, and in many ways, the, the APSA Cape Epic is one of their main sponsorships at the moment. And it just shows you the, the status of this event in, in the country. Absolutely. I think that South Africa is starting to follow a bit of a global trend. Um, you know, you can bracket spectator sports and then you can bracket, bracket participation sports. Participation sports, if you look at the Ironman, triathlons, marathons, Cape Epic or mountain bike racing, it offers a very different touch point um, for a brand to be involved um, in many, t you know, Often in those particular cases, they can enable things for some of their clients. There's a health and lifestyle movement, I think, again, globally. Um, and all of the participation events are sort of plugging into that. Um, that's not to say that spectator sports don't have their own, you know, appeal. Um, just from a television viewership point of view, they will always far outstrip a mass participation, um, you know, event. So I think, you know, strategically it's about deciding what do you want to focus on as a corporate. And, and again, it may, be, it may be a mix of those two. You know, APSA remains involved in the APSA Premiership, um, which does for them what they're trying to achieve from that. But the APSA Cape Epic offers something different. And, um, and I think the uniqueness of being involved in the APSA Cape Epic and, and sort of having the owner in your office with you, it allows us to be quite innovative. Um, we can have conversations with our partners around what do you want to achieve? And we have quite a bit of flexibility to, as far as possible, try to, uh, try to deliver on that.
One of the features of the EPIC is innovation. Every year there is something different and, and something different um, in, in, in a good sense. Um, how do you manage the innovation? How do you approach it? Um, is it actual, actually a strategy to try and do something different every year? Absolutely. It, and it's a challenge as well, you know. Um, to do something new in year in 2004 to 2005 was a lot easier um, than what it is to do it in 2016. Um, and so... You know, innovation is one of our values, both in our organization, but also the APSA KPIPIC as a brand. Um, it has its roots in the decision that the route will change every single year. And so that is its own challenge. You know, to ride the same route every single year means that the knock-on effect of that is, you know, you're at the same venues, you sort of understand your parameters, etc. We talk about ourselves as the untamed African mountain bike race. Well, untamed for us is unpredictable. Um, every single year when we're planning, we're looking for a different location. And even if we return back to the same location, with the evolution of the routes in those areas, um, you know, riders are often having a different experience. Um, we may go to a different venue, etc. So that innovation is anchored in the route changing. And um, Kevin is very involved in that, in, in us trying to push. Because after 12 years, we've also become a leader in our space. But at some point, being a leader comes with responsibility as well. And and we have to grab that responsibility. Um, and so so that's kind of what our, our, our you know innovation, as I said, will always stay core to us. Achieving it is a little bit bit harder, but again, we spoke about the sponsors a little earlier, and they help us to be that as well. So um, it's collaborative amongst a number of different stakeholders um, to continue to strive for that. Thank you, Lynn, and all of the best for this year's event. Thank you very much, and all the best to you for your training. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it is not going all that well. But thank you. That was Lynn Odea. She is the CEO of the APSA Cape Epic.